Extraordinary Asian Women is a podcast featuring Asian women and the journey to their extraordinary lives. My name is Claudia Chen, and in this journey together, I'll help you build the curiosity to know yourself, the compassion to love yourself, and the courage to be yourself in order to bring out the unicorn in you. As a life coach, wife, and mom, I will share with you my stories along with other Asian women to inspire and encourage you to live the life you've always dreamed of. I'm excited about this. Let's go. Hello, lovelies. How have you been? It's close to the end of August and I'll be having next week off, the last week of August off from work. So I'm really looking forward to taking some time off to spend some time with my son and my husband. So I'm looking forward to that. In this episode, I'll be talking about receiving, how to receive. Because in my last podcast episode, I got a chance to interview Annie Haddock. And even though we talked about how to have a vision and set a goal, she mentioned that one of the struggles she overcame was being able to receive. And so... First of all, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would love for you to have a listen to it because Annie gave us a lot of great tips about how to have your vision and set goals. So if you are in the stage where you're trying to find your purpose, figuring out what's the next step in life, you definitely need to listen to it. Today, let's talk about how to receive as a Chinese girl or as an Asian girl or as a girl in general. Receiving has always been hard for me and maybe for you too. While growing up, one of the things that I, I was taught was to work really hard, especially is to put my, my head down, to work hard, don't brag about my achievements because there's always room for improvement. And so if let's say you think you're getting an A, well, you can still do better to get that A plus, right? And why is this important? Because we'd been shown over and over again while growing up, the opportunities are limited, especially where, where I grew up in Hong Kong. Um, we got tested and interviewed to get into good school since we were in kindergarten. And there are only a limited number of prestigious elementary schools, high schools, universities that we want to get into. So our parents trained us from a very young age that we need to do well. We need to do better than the other people. So since we were young, we were taught that we're not good enough. If we're good, we can get better. And we also got trained into seeing everyone else as competition. And the other thing is when we're able to get into a prestigious school, when our parents could tell other people which school we're attending and just by giving them the name of the school, it brings our parents a sense of pride. So since we were very young, parents have put a lot of expectations and pressures on the kids. Since we were very young, we started learning how to write, how to spell, how to speak, how to do math, how to entertain people. And it started when we were three or four, when we get into kindergarten. And being able to offer your kids a head start before they even get started in kindergarten, it became the new norm. And then parents start putting pressure on themselves to say, hey, I need to sample into these early childhood education so that they can be a genius in everything that they do before they even get into kindergarten. 
So it's like a perpetuating of this mentality that we need to get them a head start. The kids are not good enough. We need to push them. Even if they don't want to, we need to push them so that all these kids can become great at every single thing at school. And where is this leading me? You may think that this has nothing to do with receiving, but it has everything to do with receiving. So as a young kid, they learn about all these at a very young age. So what happened? They only get rewarded when they did well. So they would get punished if they didn't do so well, the results wasn't so well. And even when they try the best, and even when they're struggling, it's still not good enough. Everything is based on performance. It's based on what they did, what they didn't do, based on what they've achieved, what they didn't achieve. And eventually, even though they did the best, they're still being asked to do more, to perform more, to push themselves more. So they were never enough where they are. And when it comes to loving ourselves, it's the truly understanding that we are complete, we are whole, we deserve to be loved, to be cared for, just as we are. Not when we get to the result, not when we achieve that goal, just as we are, even when we are struggling. But Chinese parents or Asian parents have a very difficult time in showing kids what that really means. They take pride in the kids when they do well. They keep pushing when they do, don't do so well. So the kids never really got to love themselves because they were never shown what love is, to love yourself even when you're struggling. And that is why nowadays we were talking about Asian women representation, Asian women leadership, and how only 2.7% of Asian women are in the leadership role. It has everything to do with that because when it comes to leadership, it's the next step. It's a whole new set of expectations in the back of our minds or in the back of my mind when I was never enough and when I kept questioning, can I do this? Can I fulfill it? Of course, we hold ourselves back. So if we really want to push for Asian representation, when we want to push for Asian women taking the leadership role, we have to start from when they were young to show them what it means to achieve the next thing. It's not the fact that they can achieve it. It's the process. It's the process of getting there, rewarding them as they are rewarding them when they fail, rewarding them that they are enough even when today they cannot perform as well as they wanted. So can we, can we love ourselves as we are right now? Can we trust that we can overcome something else in the future, but at this moment in time, we cannot perform it right now? But we know we have the ability because we trust ourselves that we're good enough to figure it out to find out what it is that we want to go after and we can go after it. But the answer as a whole right now is no. For many Asian women, we don't love ourselves as we are because we believe that we're still lacking. We're still not there yet. We don't trust ourselves because no matter how much we're done, we're still being questioned. Why can't we do more to be better? So society as a whole needs to revisit the way that we bring up our children, not just girls, also boys, right? Can we start praising them for the efforts? 
and not just the results. Can we start showing them that the persistence is admirable, that the journey is the thing that they want to keep going every day. They keep practicing even if they fail and not just the result, not just the award, not just the goal. I do have a story for you in a moment, but I also want to point out something else that society does that really discourage the receiving mentality. When we view other people as competition, when we keep judging ourselves as not good enough, what we do is we keep judging ourselves and we'll end up judging other people. So what happens is we start shooting other people down. When someone else has a win, we shoot them down. We criticize them and say, why are they bragging? Their stuff is not that good. And so we start criticizing ourselves because we keep comparing ourselves to other people. And we keep seeing other people and we start hating them and we start getting jealous of them. When we cannot love ourselves, we always see our flaws. We can't stand when other people win. We cannot celebrate and lift up other people. And for me, I can tell you that this was one of the hardest things for me. Being jealous of other people's achievement is the hardest thing for me. It doesn't matter where they are. The closer they are to me, the more I criticize them, the more I compare myself to them. And here's something that I want to share with you. I don't know if you ever experienced this before, but what happens is when I start comparing myself to other people and I start beating myself down, I start isolating myself. Because what happens is when I see that other people are winning, when I was facing them, what happens is in front of them, I'll be like, oh, hey, great for you. So, so happy that you achieved this. But for me, it's a fake because on the outside, what I'm saying is not in alignment with how I'm feeling on the inside. On the inside, it was so much hatred. It was so negative that I started criticizing myself even more because I was like, now I'm not a good sport. I can't even show up properly. I'm hating everything. So what happens is I start isolating myself from other people. I cannot celebrate other people. I cannot find joy in connecting with other people. So I started pulling myself further and further and further away. And I was in such a dark place that it was not fun. All I wanted was be able to give other people support, be able to achieve things, but I couldn't do either of those. And it was robbing me from all the joy that was in my life. So this is what happens when I cannot receive love for myself. I start turning myself inward and I lead myself to a very, very dark place. And this is where a lot of depression comes in from when you cannot face other people because what you're presenting is not in congruence with how you're feeling inside. It's very isolating. It's even more isolating than when you're on your own. So this is what I wanted to share with you, like the importance of being able to receive the importance of self-love. And going back to the story that I wanted to share with you was on the day that my husband and I brought our son to this STEAM project. They were having a fun day building a race car. They printed all, all the shapes of the race car onto these cardboard pieces and also on these wooden pieces. 
at the same table as us was a mom and her maybe four or five-year-old kid. My son was four years old at that time. And so my husband and I were helping our son take out all these pieces and they were intricate. There were a lot of grooves and we don't want to break the car. And I saw that the mom next to us, she was just sitting there looking at the son and the son was trying his best to do everything on his own from taking out the pieces to putting them together and to gluing every part onto each other. And part of these pieces were very hard to do, like putting the wooden circles onto the, the wooden spoke. I was even having a tough time, but the mom was just expecting the son to do everything on his own. And what happened was she started putting pressure on him, telling him what to do, giving him more instruction in a very impatient voice. And the more he went on, the more frustrated he became, the more pressure he felt. And at the end, he ended up crying. It was an event that was meant to be for fun. This team, they were trying to expose these kids to learn about race car, how to build a race car is supposed to be fun. But for this five-year-old boy, all he felt was pressure from his mom saying how bad he's been doing. How come he cannot do what is asked of him? Rather than, hey, let's just have fun. It's okay. It's difficult. Let's do this together and let's just have fun. And you did such a great job. That's what I wanted to share as a five-year-old boy. His idea of receiving has been totally eliminated. All he was getting was criticism after criticism, judgment after judgment. So for the parents, if you have kids, are you able to love them where they are at without needing them to prove you to you that they can do something more? If they have gotten a B in the, in the spelling class, can you still love them? If they are having a hard time controlling the emotions, can you still love them? When they cannot perform something that you deemed is very simple, can you still love them? Oh, because maybe they're just really tired, but can you still love them instead of criticizing them? So that you can say, hey, I know it's being very difficult right now. You're working through this. Good for you. I love you anyways. And so for those of us who are like, well, I didn't have parents like that. I've always been criticized. How do I start loving myself? How do I receive the love? So there are a few things that I can share with you that you can do. First of all, I want you to become very aware. Sentences such as this. Oh, I can't do that. That's too hard for me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough to do that. Or I'm not one of the enoughs. I'm not skinny enough, I'm not young enough, I'm not agile enough. Or maybe if you want to go for the next promotion, I need to build more confidence. I need to read more to learn more to have more knowledge. I want you to catch yourself saying all these things because these are clues. These are clues to two things. That one, you cannot receive right now because you've been criticizing yourself. And two, you're not acknowledging all the hard work that you've done so far to get to where you are right now. These are signs that you're not loving yourself, that you cannot receive. So I, the first thing to changing is to become aware. It's only after you become aware that you can start changing. 
So that's one of the things that you can do to catch yourself when you're saying something that you think it's true, but it's only a sentence. Okay, all the things that we are telling ourselves is only a sentence. They are not a hundred percent true, and we can look at them to see how they're not true. The second thing is that you can start practicing. Is at the end of the night before going to sleep, just ask yourself, "What did I do today that is good enough?" And just list out maybe ten things in your head. Maybe I gave my kid a bath. I took a bath. I had a tough conversation with my boss. It didn't turn out so well, but I had a tough conversation with my boss, and I'm proud of it. Or I didn't start an argument with my mother-in-law. Or even let's say you're at a state where it's very difficult for you to function. Even just the、uh, very simple as I got out of bed to go to the washroom. Love yourself by acknowledging yourself to say these are things that I'm good enough. It's going to be very hard. The initial times that you are reflecting back, what happens is more criticism is going to come up because that's how our brain thinks. But the more you do it, the more you'll be like, no, you know what? This is just my way of doing it. It's just my way has been programmed to think of it this way, and it's okay. But I'm still going to hang on to all the small wins, all the small wins that I'm good enough, and start receiving in that small way. So that's all I have for today. I would love for you to try out those two exercises. If you would like to have more guidance, I would love for you to book a free thirty-minute coaching session with me for the month of September. I'm offering this free coaching session to try to help as many people as possible. And getting a coach or having someone else point things out to you is. For me, is very effective because even for myself, when I go for my coaching sessions, I'm still in my head a lot. It's only when other people point things out to me, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've been feeling this way. I've been thinking this way," and it helps a lot when someone is able to guide you through it. So I would love for you to book a session with me. I would love to see how I can help you, and if you. Think that someone else may benefit from this episode. I would love for you to share it with them because self love is the best love. If you can love yourself fully, then you will not be caring about what other people say about you. You will have the courage to go after what you want. You have so much joy in your life, and I really wish that for you. That's it for today. I will see you next time.